Hello all and welcome, welcome, welcome everyone. This is episode 46 of the Hillcrest Duo. Today is Saturday, October 15th, 2016. We are coming your way from Hillcrest, Illinois. Crest Hill, Illinois. We are the Hillcrest Duo, and I uh, screwed that one up, but we are in Crest Hill, Illinois. I am your host, Brad Risto, at Outsider Brad on Twitter. Follow me for things. I am joined by Metal John. He's at Metal John Radio. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good whatever time it is, Metal. <laughs> yes. Good afternoon. It is officially uh, a little after noon o'clock. Noon yeah. o- it's noon o six yes, p.m. But if, but if you're listening to this at night, um, good evening. If you're at midnight, I guess good night. And if you're listening right in the morning, good morning. Or okay. if you're listening from the year 2050 in the archives, hey, from the past. Hey, from the past. Can you come back in time and tell us what's going to happen? Give me some uh, tips about um, uh, some of the teams that are going to win so I can play some bets. But we are the Hillcrest Duo. We have a big show coming your way today. We're going to talk a little more about Luke Cage. You haven't quite finished it. You have a movie. God, you it's sa- so badass, though. I love it. You have right. you have a movie you saw. Um, I um uh, did a thing last week where I had more beer. Plus, Ooh. plus we have um a lot of um uh, shows we still want to talk about. We got Gotham, we got Supergirl, and we got The Flash. But right now. It is indeed time for me to talk about my beer fest, because last Saturday... Because, um, of course, you want to talk about yourself. Yeah, well, I'm the best. Talking about what's best is what's best for the show, and I'm the best, so talking about me is what makes the show better. But I went into a beer fest last week. It was Cockadoodle Brew Fest. It was out in Aurora, Illinois. Hey, home of Wayne's World. Home of Wayne's World, although I just want to let you know, if you've ever seen Wayne's World... That um uh, car stack that's actually out in Ford City and it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it's gone. Sorry. So was, on, was that on Harlem Avenue or Cicero? I believe it was on Cicero, right. and also Stan Paquita Donuts. Unfortunately, not real. Don't but, understand that. I know. Especially with as good as the the Blackhawks are, you would think they would come up with some sort of licensing thing to have. A Stan Makita Donuts at the United Center. Or something along those lines. Like, how awesome would that be? I'd go there, but I went to a beer fest. It was a nice little time. A lot of good food there. I went to a food vendor called the Cajun Connoisseur. Big ups to them. Had a wonderful King Crab Paw Boy sandwich. 16 bucks, but oh, boy, was it good. And plus, best thing about it was beer, beer everywhere. And all of it I can drink. I cannot you know, recommend beer fests enough, but I loved that it was an, on a nice, crisp fall day. So that meant I got to enjoy the darker stuff, the porters, the stouts, and the way it should be. Just truly wonderful. Uh, real quick, on your beer comment. Yeah. I, I don't remember if I talked about this last week or not, but uh, when I was in Disney and I went to Universal, there's a new place at the Universal City Wait, wait, Walk. wait. Universal has their own um, beer thing now, too. Yeah, but uh, at Universal Studios, uh, on the City Walk area, which is the area between the two parks full of restaurants, a brand new restaurant opened up called Toothsome Chocolate Emporium. It's It looks like a Willy Wonka the Chocolate Factory. It's got this 50s like steampunk theme to it. Just picture like Moulin Rouge meeting Willy Wonka and just building a restaurant off of the two themes. Right. And it's just all candy, sundaes, milkshakes. They got good food, but they have a chocolate porter stout that is made by the Orlando Brewing Company exclusively for them. That sounds and wonderful. it is very delicious. I've had chocolate beer before. Mm-hmm. Some chocolate beer tastes a little like you're drinking coffee, right? right? doesn't really have that Hershey chocolate taste, yes. that sugary. 
this the, the, does. This tastes like there's melted chocolate in it. Okay, it's if awesome. you if you want to have, I'm going to give you a recommendation of a beer that you might want to try that likes that has a lot of chocolate. As I hand you a pen or a pencil, uh, this will work. Young's Double Chocolate Stout. You can get that at. Since we are in the Chicago area, and they're a sponsor of one of our favorite uh, hockey teams, you can get that at any Biv- Benny's Beverage Depot. All right, there we go. Okay, but you saw a movie last night. Dude, I saw a badass movie last What'd night. What'd you see? The Accountant. Wait, The Accountant? Like, he does tax returns and... The Ben Affleck movie. The I'm Bat- going to find the, this tax the return The Batflick right movie. All right, so first of all, no spoilers on The Accountant. I'm just going to tell you. When you watch the preview for the movie, you kind of can see from the preview Ben Affleck's character. He's an accountant. He's autistic. Um, he's a loner, but he's also does some a underground badass. stuff. He does some badass stuff. Like you see him with a rifle, so you kind of get this hint that maybe he's a bit of an assassin, mm-hmm. or you know that there's more to him just being an accountant. More than meets the eye. There you go. Sorry, Rare Risto, everybody. Um. And this movie is just so badass. It's very comparable to like a Jason Bourne movie. And oh, I want to see. Something. I actually asked one of my friends. I'm like, wait, who would win in a fight, Jason Bourne or the accountant? We both agreed the accountant would win. That's how badass this movie is. But it'd be, you see, now I just want to see it from what it sounds like. I want to see the, and this could happen because of a Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. The accountant, Matt Damon. Yeah, they, they were BFFs <laughs> once. I don't know if they still are. I, well, they still are. Didn't you ever see that um Kimmel interview where um. Uh, um, he was interviewing Affleck, and there's the fake beef between um, Kimmel oh, yeah. and uh, Damon. Oh, I remember where, that, where they got each other's like ex-girlfriends and do songs yeah. with them and but, stuff. But where um, uh, Affleck snuck Damon in in his shirt. Yeah. So, yeah, they're still BFFs, and I they do have one of the more amusing friendships in Hollywood. Absolutely. So you've got uh, Ben Affleck basically being a really smart, really wealthy Rich guy who's a badass. Does that remind you of any other characters Ben Affleck plays? Hmm, I don't know. Really rich, a badass, and uh, kind of has two lives. Yeah, wait, wait, yeah, hold on, hold on. Um, Holden, Holden from uh, Chasing Amy. No, no. Damn. Batman. Swing and a miss. Batman. Batman. Bat- oh right, Batman. Midway through the movie, and I normally don't t- like to talk through movies. Midway through the movie, I lean over to my friend. I'm like, I want to rename this movie right now. Bruce Wayne Begins. <laughs> Autistic Bruce Wayne. <laughs> uh, but the comic book connection to this movie is so badass. So, um, guess it, can wait. Can I make a guess right now? Go for you it. You said he's an autistic kid, autistic adult. He his um uh, passion as a child was comic books. Uh, no. However. However, there's a moment in the movie where there's an Easter egg where Ben Affleck opens up a drawer. Detective Comics is sitting in the drawer. <laughs> and he pulls one out and puts it in, a, in like, a, a travel bag, like a get, like a getaway bag. Mm-hmm. He grabs a, a comic and puts it in the bag. So I thought that was kind of a cool cool touch. Um, but, yeah, let's like, make some connections here. One of the main FBI guys in this movie, J.K. Simmons. Remember yeah. him? Yes, I do. And I know who he'll be. He'll be Commissioner Gordon in yes. Batman's But he was also the newspaper guy in the – Toby Maguire. He was he uh, was J. Jonah Jameson. He was the best J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, he was. He was badass. So you've got there another comic book connection there. John Berthenall plays a bad guy in this movie that is an assassin. Does that remind you of any other character that John Berthenall plays? The Punisher? Oh, so, yeah. This is a Punisher versus Batman movie. It's also a Bruce Wayne Begins movie. And there's a little bit of Commissioner Gordon slash... 
It sounds it sounds nice. I, I'm definitely gonna have to try and go out and see oh, this one. Oh, and uh, one of the lead female characters, Cynthia Robertson. You probably don't know her by her, her, her real actress name, Cynthia Robertson, but she played Amanda Waller on Arrow. Oh wow, cool. Um, and then Andrew, Anna Kendrick is in it. She's like the main chick in the movie. Uh, she really doesn't have a comic connection. However, I'm going to give her a pass because she was in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, which that's is sort of book. like comic. No, that's a comic book. Yeah. It but is I'm just actually saying it's a not a well-known, like, big-time comic book. Well, if that's what you're going to do. But speaking of comic books, let's segue from talking about... By the, the way, accountant. I'm just saying it's badass. It's okay. badass. Go it's see badass. It. Go see The Accountant. We're going to move on to something you hopefully everyone should see. I've seen all of this slacker hasn't. And that's the Netflix original series, the Marvel original series, Luke Cage. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about um, nothing. All right. <laughs> I had a brain fart. No, Luke Cage. Luke, we talked about this, but we'll take it to that later. Luke Cage, you're up to the point. We are going to give some spoilers Cottonmouth is dead. He got pushed out a window and bashed to death. I'm disappointed with that. I liked Cottonmouth. Well, wait until you see I the next... I liked Pinball. Wait until you see the next villain. That's all I'm going to say is... Uh, well, little... I from where I left off here, it seems like... Oh, and this is kind of midway spoilers. We're not yes. going full spoilers. We're going... If you've seen the first half or the first handful of episodes, like I have, we're spoiling some of that. So anyways, yeah. So Cottonmouth, he gone. He gone! Um, I'm thinking Shades is the new villain. I'm not going to tell you who the villain Just is. Just tell me. Is it Shades? He is a villain. He's okay. not going to be the main bad All guy. Because right, I was thinking he was going to take over as the bad guy. and Because I kind of got the feeling like he sort of wanted Cottonmouth dead to kind of take things over for himself. Really? That's kind That's of the theory that thought? I... Well, you're going to have to wait and see what happens. So, What do you think about Assemblywoman, though? The the lady who pushed Cottonmouth out a damn window. Oh, that corrupt politician. Yes, she should be from Illinois. She's from <laughs> New York. Um, what do I think about her? Uh, so far, she she acting wise, she plays a great corrupted politician. Somebody who's fake and smiles in front of the camera, and then rolls her eyes and flips you off as soon as that camera gets shut off. Yep. And I like that about her, but I also hate that about her. Well, you're supposed to hate her, and that's what's so great about her performance is she has the, she is able to put up this phony veneer so well. And I loved it when the um, uh, um, rival assemblyman showed up while he she was under investigation, and she's like, well, I invited him. And then they get inside, and they're just right at each other's throats. I thought that was amazing. Yeah. But right now, if you haven't seen Luke Cage, if you haven't finished it like this guy hasn't, you really need to because you're denying yourself a great show because it really begins to ratchet up after this point. I so will let, tell you let that. me ask you this. This new villain that I haven't seen or, or hasn't been. He's been mentioned. He's been. Okay. This this villain who hasn't really taken over yet. Right. Is he better than Cottonmouth? I think so. He's, oh. a, lot more, he's a lot more menacing. Oh, I like it then. Wait. This isn't the guy that's trying to kill uh, Luke Cage, right? I'm at that point where the the guy with the special bullet, um, uh, Diamondback is the name of the villain. Yeah, the, but is, that's the guy who knew Luke Cage in the past. Yes, and now he's hunting him down with a sniper rifle. He shot him, and the bullet penetrated him. 
That is what. That's, that's the villain you're talking yes. about. Oh yeah, I've seen him already. Okay. Well, I I don't know how. That was only like one episode after she kills Cottonmouth. That yes, guy's that real. Is, yes, that guy. So is, yeah, so he's come around. Um, but he hasn't really. Like, oh, he'll like do. Said, I've only seen him for like two episodes. So he'll do he more. Hasn't really, trust he me. hasn't really done anything for him. He'll so. do more. Trust me. Okay, but um, the, we there were some shows. Let's start out with Gotham. Mad it's, Hatter, it, kicking ass. I love and it. And it's moving up. It's actually starting to move forward. I still have the same um, complaints I've had for a while is it spins its wheels, it spins its wheels, and it, there's never any real character progression. Um, uh, Jim Gordon is still a morally ambiguous cop. Yeah. I mean, and, and I, I, but you know I, have what? No sh- I have no shame in, in admitting if this show is based on anything other than Batman, like if this... If this was, you know, a Peter Parker, young Spider-Man, you know, right. storyline, young characters involving Spider-Man, I probably wouldn't watch the show anymore. It's just... But because it's still got that Batman connection to it is the only reason why I keep watching it. Batman but I do it. agree. It spins its wheels. It spins its wheels. It's a lot of fun to watch when you're in the moment if you like it's Batman a, material. Once again, it's a cotton candy one. There is nothing yeah. substantial about it because nothing gets learned, nothing gets gained. And it, now it's starting to get a little kind of... Crazy. Yeah. And, but the problem is it's going completely crazy on one side, but on the other side, it's trying to stay grounded in reality. It's trying to have its key, cake and eat it, too, and it's just not panning out. It needs to decide whether it wants to be this serious, um, uh, gritty crime drama or this kind of fantastical supernatural yeah. show. Because, I it, mean... And it, it hasn't been able to do both, so it has to try and do one really well, and that's the problem. They're trying to do both at the same time, and it can't pull it off. Well, what I like about this show, too, is it's really – it shifts its focus around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Over last season and this season, they've really done a fantastic job at making the villains almost more of the oh, yes. main characters. Like, like Pen- I, I mean, if you were to ask me right now – Mayor Penguin. Who's, who's, the, who's the best who's – the, who's the number one character on the show? It's, it's got to be Penguin. It's got to be Cobblepot. Like, he, he almost seems to be the main character. He's kind of taken that away from Jim. Yes, he has. Which you would think, like, after watching season one, this is going to be a Jim Gordon show. Mm-hmm. You're going to get everything from Jim Gordon's perspective. That, but no, I, you're not. You're actually getting everything from the villain's perspective. And, that and is, Jim Gordon and all of his love affairs are a side story. I, I'll agree with that. And I, and I that like is, it, actually. That's one of the things I like about it, and I think they should just fully commit. And you know what? And, if they switch it around a little bit and they go back to some Jim Gordon stuff, detective work, right. I'd be cool with that, but too. But I think they need to be more clearly defined and actually commit 100% to it being centered around Cobblepot and not split time 50-50. One of my favorite shows, The West Wing, um, in one of their last seasons, there was the election um there were um, episodes about the campaign for president in the last few seasons and then um, episodes about what it was like in the White House. And that's what I think they should do, like an episode that fit, features pretty much primarily on Jim Gordon. Then you have an episode that um, uh, features primarily on Cobblepot, and I think that would be one way to do it. That would be amazing. Yeah. But that's my idea. So you're enjoying um, uh, Gotham because it's Batman lore. I'm, yeah, I I'm, mean, wh- let's talk real quick about Mad Hatter. We've, we've had him for a couple yes. episodes now. I mean, what do you think about – is he a character that you would like to see stick around a little bit more, or do you think he's going to be one of those characters that's going to, quote unquote, move away from Gotham or 
or maybe get locked up in Arkham and I think and it, just kind of written off the show? Or do you think he could be another Penguin-like character that's going to be on the show for a period I of time? I think he can uh, pull off the Penguin-type character and be around for a while. But I kind of hope so because I really oh, like him. Oh, he's good. He's good. I like him, and he's menacing, and that's what's nice about him. Yeah. He's a different kind of villain. I, I will say I, I want to see some more Riddler. I yes. mean, I, I Well, who doesn't want to see more Enigma? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I keep calling him by his villain name, but yeah, I want to see more. I want to see more Enigma because he's a great actor too. Oh yeah, and and just like Penguin, and I mean Penguin Enigma, man, I love their bromance. I love oh, yes. it. Okay, love it. <laughs> Two more things, really quick, as we are coming to an end of another episode of the Hillcrest Duo. First of all, Supergirl it premiered on uh, last Monday night. Superman finally makes his long-awaited appearance in the first su- reaction on Superman. I was, I really liked him. I think he pulls off the look. He's a little skinnier than I'm used to seeing Superman, but I still think, I think he might be a better Superman than Henry Cavill. Oh. But that's because he's not this dark and brooding, annoying guy. I like that he's Superman. He's Clark Kent. He's dopey, but he's smart. And I just like how he's able to pull off the Clark Kent because you do get some Clark Kent and you get him as Superman and I like it. Did anything about the show to you? Did do you think anything about the show changed? Um, well, like, like content-wise, do you think they made any changes um, between what we saw on CBS versus what we saw in one episode? On um, well, it's obviously only one episode, but it seems like they might not be focusing so much on the inter-office romance drama this upcoming season. Oh, great. So you won't have the Jimmy Olsen and um, What's-His-Face win. Yeah. Probably. I mean, because let's face it, I mean, like the big networks, like the ABCs, NBCs, CBSs, Fox, those guys care like so much about the ratings right. that they, to them, they want to appeal to as many different demographics as possible so they will make sure that their storylines kind of go in with those. Mm-hmm. So that's... You know, that's something about those networks versus the CW. I don't really think they care about the ratings. They're just no. like, you know, we just want advertisers and we want people to love our shows. We, we, so yes. you can write out those little things that, oh, we only did this to try to get younger girls to watch. Now we don't care. Right. Now we want to write what it's we com- want to write. It's complete. It's um, got a bit of a different vibe, but obviously in one episode it's hard to tell. And what remains to be seen is how is it going to finally integrate with the Flash and Arrowverse as we move on to the Flash. I really, um, uh, when I was watching this episode, I didn't like it because it was making me feel awkward because the entire world has been reset now. And we were strangers in it, but that's what they were trying to make us feel like. They were trying to make us feel just like Barry was as he was a stranger in his own universe. And they pulled that off magnificently. When you're first watching, you're like, wow, I kind of feel awkward and this isn't right. And when you watch it again, you're like, that's the exact feeling they wanted you to have. So it pulls off the feeling it wants you to have perfectly. There were some great scenes in it. Seeing Cisco um, uh, get to be um, a vibe with powers was really cool. Although depressed Cisco, very, very, very depressing. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. I like Cisco. Yeah, well, hopefully he's a little back to normal by the end of it, but... Time will tell, and um, uh, the biggest thing, obviously, is it appears Caitlin, now in this new universe, is going to end up being Killer Frost. Badass. Because episode closes out, every, you know, Barry says, of everyone in this, universe, in this universe, you seem to be the least changed. He walks away, Frost is coming out of her hand. Oh, 
Hell yeah. And then cuts to black. I love it. Can't wait to see how far they get take so, this one. Let me ask you this. Right. Now, after now last week's podcast, we talked about the premiere of The Flash, and me and you both agreed how disappointing it was that they just rushed through Flashpoint. Well, I, and and we said that maybe it's for a reason. It does. Are you that. starting to see that reason or no? It does because they are changing everything. They're not. They didn't want to do the actual Flashpoint story, and I can understand why. They don't have the rights to the characters. They don't have rights to Superman, although they obviously could have done Supergirl. They don't have rights to Batman, and obviously they could have done Arrow, but they also don't have rights to um, uh, Submariner Namor and Aquaman, who's a big part of that, and they don't have rights to Cyborg. They don't have r- enough rights to the characters they would have needed, so they decided to do give him his idyllic, happy universe and see what's happening. And I also do like um, Tom Felton's character, being able to play this arrogant jerk who you don't quite trust. Something he can play quite well after playing Draco Malfoy for his entire childhood. And the question is, um, with the new um, uh, season-long villain being Dr. Alchemy, do we think that they're doing it again where it's someone who Barry knows, or is this just a um, a head fake? Is, um, uh, I mean, I can guarantee you there's going to be trying to lay a um, uh, bread trail trying to convince us that his character is the new um, uh, long-season villain. Or, since he is a cop, is he just a good cop that can tell us something's a little off about little old Barry? Yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting thing to really digest and try to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of hope, I'll tell you what I hope. I hope they don't go down the path where they reveal that it's somebody Barry knows because I feel like you've done that before. Yes. Well, you've done it two seasons in a row where it's so been a friend. why go for the it's trifecta? Been Harrison Wells in season one, and then it was um, Jay Garrick, Hunter Zolomon, in season two. So you have to do something different here, guys. And I think that's what they're doing. I think they're So we, try- won't, we won't be surprised if it's somebody Barry knows. We won't be. I think they're going to try and um, uh, I think it is a 100% head fake. I do not think it's going to end up being um, Tom Felton's character. I think he will actually end up being a good guy. They're going to try and make every little bit of evidence lead to him to try and surprise you when it does end up being someone actually legitimately surprising. And that is something I look forward to seeing. Um, you looking forward to anything else coming out in the upcoming week? You know, this uh, this upcoming week, uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna try to watch Arrow, but I think I'm done with it. Um, well, you know, I'm gonna you know, give him another I'm just, try. I'm, I know I'm just a little little burnt out, but uh, obviously, Ash vs. Evil Dead's good. Uh, Westworld, Brad. I yes, I gotta get into that. Wow, yeah, we need to, we need this. You got to find a way to start watching that. We got to make that a podcast. I'm going to try and about. do that today, actually, and um, watch episodes one and two today, and then Boom. be caught up. So we won't have a podcast next week. I won't be here, but in two weeks we will, and we'll be able to talk a little Walking Dead in two. Walking weeks. Dead, and you will have finally finished Luke Cage, you slacker. Yes. You did not finish your homework. So. We are the now Hill- on the next episode. We got Walking Dead and Luke Cage full spoilers. Yes, we are the Hillcrest Duo. I am Brad Risto out at uh, at Outsider Brad on Twitter. He is Metal John at Metal John Radio on Twitter. Thank you for joining us. This has been the Hillcrest Duo. We'll see you in two weeks.